It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We got a, a fresh new batch of uh, free agents to talk about. And uh, we're uh, it's kind of gloomy out here in uh, L.A. land. It's quiet because of all the coronavirus stuff. So it's good to, again, be back talking football and stuff that's fun. Quarantine life is treating you well. <laughs> it's it's boring. Well, <laughs> I guess it's better. I, I guess it's I better than it. busy. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind it either. I, I mean, I don't mind it either. Today, I was kind of bored, so we had a conversation on Twitter about what's more valuable: kickers or elite running backs. So, it's, mm. uh, it's, it's a good day for the brand today. So, um, I have way too much time on my hands. A very um, brand, a very brand conversation for you. Very brand indeed. Well, it was, it was fun. We'll have to have that conversation sometime in this off season because I have some strong. Strong takes about kickers. I know um, that. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of the latest uh, Dallas Cowboys news. Um, and let's start with the positive today. Yesterday we talked about the guys the Cowboys lost. Uh, let's talk about the guys the Cowboys signed or retained. Uh, I want to start with Anthony Brown because I think that was maybe the biggest news of the day. Uh, the Cowboys gave Anthony Brown a three-year deal uh, worth $15.5 million dollars. Uh, I've seen some of the, the the way that it's structured, and it really looks like it's a two-year deal worth about eight or nine million dollars. Um, you know, the going rate for slot corners, it seems like over the last couple of days, has been anywhere between that four to six million dollar range. Um, I was excited to get Anthony Brown back because I think he is one of the better slot corners in the league. At the very least, you have three guys in Awuzie Lewis and. Uh, Brown that you know are at least competent. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys bringing back Anthony Brown in free agency? Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I, I was a fan of, of him, uh, you know, of the idea of bringing him back initially, and, and I thought that you know if they couldn't get their hands on, on, on Byron Jones, that bringing Anthony Brown back made a lot of sense. He was, he's a, a versatile, good player. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I remember when we drafted him and, and was – Crazy thrill just because he he was a you know fourth rounder who fell I think to wasn't he a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick a sixth round pick yeah yeah <laughs> gathers great yeah so I mean you know part of that incredible draft class and um yeah I just think that you know he's like like I mentioned he's proven to be versatile he can play inside outside uh, he's tough he tackles well mm-hmm. he's uh, he's he's got go- great teams. Yep. yeah he's great he's got great speed. Uh, and, and I think you know because of that, because of his length and his speed, uh, you know he's a he's a natural fit to play outside. But he is also incredibly good at playing inside. So uh, yeah, I, I I I was glad to bring him back. I think it at the very least it gives you a solid group. You know I know that 
there's a lot of complaints out there, and I'm seeing a lot of issues with people talking about how um, you know the, the Eagles maybe getting Darius Slay and and and, and adding this top this and, and, and this kind of downplaying what the Cowboys have. Uh, this is this is a solid base of defensive backs. I mean, I, I know I know people are. I guess generally down on Chidobe and 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 you know that I, I I don't know why people are coming out with fully formed opinions on Jordan Lewis when we haven't really even seen him you know start a whole season yet. Um, but I, I think that you know we've got between these guys you've got three young talented uh, guys who uh, maybe none of them are you know top of the market guys, but I think it's you know you and I literally were just having a conversation about this. It's every bit as important to have quality depth at defensive back. It's just as important to have four deep of these guys as it is to have a number one cornerback or you know a, a, a shutdown quote unquote cornerback because you know it's a it's a it's a matchup game now in the NFL. Guys, you know if you take away their first wide receiver, most good offenses have another option to kill you with. So uh, if you know, it's it's nice to be able to shut down a, a, a the ward the offensive war daddy on at wide receiver. But if you don't have guys like Anthony Brown as your you know cornerback two, cornerback three, if you don't have uh, guys like Jordan Lewis and 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 Chidobe is is the kind of down roster solid guys that mm-hmm. do all the the right things and make tackles and are physical and and, and can be on the field and not be just a complete letdown, then it, it doesn't really matter how talented of a cornerback one you have because you will just be eaten alive by these good offenses. Yeah, I, I like that the Cowboys brought back Brown because at the very least it's not going to force you into drafting a corner early, right? So, for example, we both like C.J. Henderson at pick 17, but let's assume that he goes to, like, the Falcons at 16, right? Uh, this isn't going to make you where you have to feel like you got to draft a Kristen Fulton at 17 or Jeff Gladney there because you do have three guys that are proven in the league that the Cowboys have seen uh, play a lot of snaps. I feel good about those top three guys. I actually feel even better now that they got another cornerback in free agency, uh, Maurice Kennedy from the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. Uh, he was really like a part-time player last year. Uh, I'm trying to look up his snaps right now. Um, he played 397 snaps, uh, played inside for the Jets some. as a good special teamer. Um, I, I want to ask you, Landon, your thoughts on that signing. I-, I did see today the numbers came out. It's a vet minimum contract with some bonuses wow. in there if he starts s- some games. Uh, I think it was like a workout bonus of 500000 with a max value of $2 million over one year. So it, nothing to complain about here. I do wonder a little bit if Mike McCarthy, who spent some time with Pro Football Focus last year, saw Kennedy as somebody who was of value. Uh, Last year, Kennedy was the number 24th rated cornerback, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, I had guys like Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, uh, even Darius Slay, who just got traded for a third-round pick and signed a $16 million deal. I I, I just... (laughs) I just wonder if that's not somebody who McCarthy looked at some of the numbers and said, hey, who knows? Maybe he's not going to ever be able to play as well as he graded out last year, but at a vet minimum contract, let's take the risk here. What do you think about this signing? I mean, again, like another guy who has played well at times and is still relative. I mean, he's only, he's not even 26 years old. He turns 26 in May, late May. Mm -hmm. Um, 
still young, uh, had great grades, maybe could be an ascending player, uh, has the physicality you need, gets drafted by a team that knows how to draft players, Baltimore. Um, and, and it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of depth there. Couldn't find his way to you know, be consistently useful to them. Had a great year for, for uh, when he was playing with the Jets last year, I mean, at least according to PFF. Um, and again, like, what, what what's the expectation here for him? I mean, I don't just to he's be the on fourth the, cornerback. He's on, yeah, he's on the vet. He's on the vet minimum. Like, if this is your fourth cornerback, like, that's great, Why man. You're, 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 yeah, like that's having this guy as your fourth corner is uh, as good as having a. I mean, it's not the same. Having four corners at this level <laughs> is is as good as having one great corner and three terrible corners. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, sense. yeah. So I think I think having depth and and just not a decided weak point in the in the defense that's valuable and, and I think adding more talent here uh, having four of these guys like you know guys that you you feel confident maybe you don't want to have any one of these guys lock down Julio Jones try to lock down Julio Jones or follow in uh, you know a team's wide receiver. But there's also not going to be a spot on the defense that you're going to be like, okay, let's pick on this guy all day. You know, mm-hmm. I think that and that has value. And getting guys like this on vet minimum deals as your fourth corner, uh, I mean that that's something else. Yeah, I also saw that he was one of Pro Football Focus's highest graded special teamers last year. Uh, and we know with uh, Bones Fossil now here, yep. uh, the Cowboys are going to put some more emphasis on that side of the ball. Um, we also know that Fossil is somebody who traditionally likes to use defensive guys on special teams because they're just used to the contact a little bit more. They're used to tackling. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on. Uh, he was on a loaded Baltimore team, so he didn't get to play a lot of snaps there. Uh, you know, Again, that Baltimore Ravens team had Marlon Humphrey and Brandon yeah. Carr and Tavon Young and Marcus Peters. There just wasn't a lot of sna- snaps available for him. Goes to the Jets, plays really well, uh, and the Cowboys get him on a cheap contract. Um, really quickly before we take a break, uh, I saw some people today talking about the Darius Slay trade, and they said uh, that the you know the Eagles are bringing in Slay because you got to build your team to win your division, right? You got to have somebody to stop the Amari Cooper. Oh God! Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, maybe the Cowboys are building their secondary to, to to win the division because look around the rest of the receivers in the division, Landon. Yeah, <laughs> do they need Byron, do they no. need Byron Jones to stop the rest of the receivers in this division? Like, do they need to pay an elite cornerback cor- for the receivers that are in this division right now? Who is the best non-cowboy receiver in the division right now? Terry McClary, probably right. Terry McClary, the the yeah, Redskins yeah, Washington f- first year foot. I mean, just because I imagine he's going to take a jump this year, and he's got skills. I think, but outside of that, like. I mean Sterling golden Shepherd, Tate. yeah. I mean Tate, maybe thirty-three-year-old Golden Tate. I'm not really worried about Tate. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I agree. Like I said, like uh, you know, I mean, uh, if it's it's about being able to you know fill all the holes. And again, you're right. Like I, I hadn't actually looked at that angle of it, but uh, I I think that trying to get a number one corner when there's only one number one wide receiver really in the division. Well, yeah, and, and, and he's on your team. Terry yeah. not a number one receiver. I mean, he was just the best receiver Washington had. Oh no, I, I was talking about Cooper, and I was saying, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, because there's only one of these in the in the division. And he's on your team, so yeah, it's not. It doesn't maybe make as much sense. 
I, I hate to sound like a homer, but I think you can make a pretty good argument that the Cowboys have the best two receivers in the division with yeah, Amari sure. Cooper and Michael Gallup. You know, both yeah. of those guys went over 1,100 yards last year. Neither of us fully healthy. And I actually think both those receivers had a chance to take another step considering yep. how young they are. Absolutely. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about more about some of these Cowboys signings. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the Cowboys bringing back Joe Looney uh, on a one-year deal worth just under $2 million. Uh, it's, again, very similar to the structure of Maurice Kennedy. It's like a $1 million base with some bonuses uh, depending on workout stuff and how many games he's active uh, barely barely over the vet minimum what are your thoughts about the Cowboys bringing back Joe Looney to back up Travis Frederick I love it man I I, I think uh, I, I really like where they are with their offensive line in general and uh, having Looney in there really kind of solidifies it I think between Looney and Redmond and Brandon Knight you've got a, a really good uh, group of uh Kind of your bottom of the roster offensive lineman, and then that doesn't even it, count Connor McGovern. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, and then you, 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 you feel you see what happens with Connor McGovern and 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 Connor Williams at left guard, uh, and then potentially if McGovern wins that spot, you've suddenly got a pretty good swing tackle in Connor Williams. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm loving right now where we are with this offensive line at this point, even without. And I, I know some people thought that the world was falling because Cameron Fleming. Uh, end up signing with the Giants, but I, I really think I loved what I saw from Brandon Knight last year, and uh, and I, I I have you know I have some hope that he can develop into a, a swing tackle guy for you, and if not, you know, there's other guys in the draft that the the draft is filthy with good offensive tackles. So uh, there's lots of spots that they could go down in the draft if they wanted to get a, a swing guy in here. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh, losing Cameron Fleming because the Cowboys decided to decline his four and a half million dollar um, team option. Uh, not surprisingly, he ended up going to the Giants. I kind of wonder uh, if this was one of the things where Dallas was maybe doing Fleming a favor 
right? Because I think maybe he has a chance to become, you know, maybe one of their starting tackles if things don't work out necessarily for them in the draft or they decide to go another direction. Uh, I think there also could have been the chance the writing was on the wall for him, right? He had a one-year deal left. Uh, maybe Dallas thought that Brandon Knight was already going to take over a spot and there was a chance that Fleming wasn't going to be active on game days. I, I think uh, if you find out the truth of this, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if Dallas declined his option more as a favor to Fleming more than anything else. Um, I know you like Cameron Fleming more than maybe most people do. I, I I don't think he was all that good. You go back and watch like the Jets game from last year and he was pretty awful. So it's hard for me to justify $4.5 million from Cameron Fleming. But at the same time, it's hard for me to justify any of these offensive line contracts that we're seeing in free agency mm-hmm. after you see George Fant go for $10 million yeah. or whatever he got. So uh, at that point, I listen, I don't think there's a big difference between George Fant and Brandon Knight. I'm not paying $10 million for the difference there. Just give me the cheap guy. Let's move on. And if we have to spend a third, fourth-round pick on a developmental tackle – Let's do it because I, I just don't think there was enough there that the Cowboys uh, had to bring back Fleming. If you look at you know what they did with that $4.5 million, that basically paid for Joe Looney and, Cha- and Sean Lee. Give me those two guys over over Cam Fleming. What were your thoughts on Dallas moving on from Fleming? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it seemed like a pretty reasonable play, and, and, and maybe that's what you suggested is what happened that would make a ton of sense. You know, my general thought when I saw it was, they think that Brandon Knight is not, you know, what four million dollars correct di- yeah. different to, than 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 uh, Cameron Fleming, and and sure. you know so they I think the idea first maybe it was that they were just going to release him and do him a favor to go to the Giants. I thought at first that it was just hey we'll, we'll we're going to let you go because we you know this money isn't right. But if you want to come back at a at a lower rate and compete with with Knight, we're down with that. Um, and and then you know he decided to go to New York. Either way, I, I think ultimately the tea leaves that I'm reading here is that either a they feel really good about Brandon Knight, b they feel really good about their chances of getting a uh, swing tackle in the draft that they think can come in and play, or can see we, can we say or see both. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think we, it's pretty clear that they've been looking kicking the tires on that kid from LSU, right? Yeah, Shadiq Charles. Uh, yeah. Some off-the-field issues, uh, but very athletic. Probably a fourth-round pick, maybe a fifth-round pick. I know some people maybe like him a little bit more. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on. I, I don't expect the Cowboys to spend uh, a top pick on him, but um, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Athletic uh, prowess, you get him in here, let Brandon Knight beat the starter for the year, get, get this kid in here, let him learn for a year or two, and then maybe down the road – this guy could be a Tyron Smith replacement if he sure. can figure out, like, think, figure things out a little bit. You know, I mean, that maybe he just needs a little bit of seasoning to go with all that athleticism. Sure. Um, we're going to move on to one more guy that the Cowboys lost in a second, but I just wanted to clean up something really quickly. Maurice Kennedy, the, the cornerback the Cowboys signed, doesn't actually count against their comp pick formula yeah. because he didn't get enough. He didn't get enough money to qualify. So, as of right now. The Cowboys wow. are looking at a third for Byron Jones, a third for Robert Quinn, a fifth for Randall Cobb, a sixth for Jeff Heath, probably a fourth or fifth for Malik Collins, and as well, and now again, you can only have four picks, but again, a six-round pick for Xavier Suofilo, who signed with the Bengals on a three-year deal worth $10 million. Um, Xavier Suofilo had some nice games here. He wasn't awful at times. He was 
Uh, awful. He was awful in some other games. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys losing to Avila? I mean, I think you know, you and I went into last season not fans of Xavier Suofilo. I mean, we you didn't know, think there was. A, we thought there was a chance he wouldn't even make the roster. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I'm still wondering if maybe he was better, actually, a better player than you know Brandon Knight or you know. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I thought that he played better football last season than he had previously with the Cowboys. Uh, and when he had come in on some limited snaps, I would like, agree. Yeah. actually played better than I anticipated. Um, but yes, I also was certainly not interested in re-signing him. Uh, and, 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 and I mean, and at least, you know, for, I would rather see these younger guys play. Uh, I'd rather see what we got in Redmond and Knight and all, and especially, certainly McGovern and, and, and Connor Williams. So, uh, it, it wasn't a huge loss, I, I don't think. And in fr- fact, it was really probably more housekeeping than anything. And the Cowboys, I just feel like, uh, are were overflowing with bounty at the offensive line spot still. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are still incredibly deep at that spot. And it's going to serve them well because not only are they deep with their starters and their you know uh, solid backups they've got two or three young players who i are i think could be really good uh and and you know they those guys are not even you know two of those three guys are basically stash players i mean they're not sure. they they may not even see the field so uh yeah i think i think it's it's really it's really nice the situation where the cowboys are in at the offensive line that you can let somebody go who has started games for you before in the last two seasons and barely even notice and, in fact, be kind of glad to see him go. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this in the new CBA, but uh, the roster sizes have increased to 55. Mm -hmm. uh, But teams are required to have at least eight offensive linemen active every game. And I think that's just because I think the NFL would like to see if there's injuries, not having their quarterbacks get killed out there. So the Cowboys, you know, having eight of these guys, you're looking at what McGovern, Joe Looney, and then maybe Brandon Knight being your eight guys that are active every week. I mean, that's, I would put, I would put those eight guys up against anybody in the league. I think that's the best eight man unit that, that we see in the NFL, right? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know of anyone better. I mean, obviously we're we're very biased, and I'm more familiar with our group than others. But I I, I would be hard. I have a hard time. I would be very hard pressed to find a guy, a team that has an eighth offensive lineman as good as whoever our eighth offensive lineman sure. is. All right, so we have just a couple more minutes left in the show. Let's kind of reset where we are with the Cowboys and free agency. Uh, again, as of right now, the Cowboys are projected uh, to earn. Six comp picks, you can only actually earn four, which means they could sign a couple free agents over the next couple weeks, and it's not going to hurt their comp pick formula at all. What positions, what players do you think the Cowboys should and will be interested in adding over the next couple days? I still think that uh, you know they're, they're likely to add a defensive tackle, uh, despite McCoy, because I, I still think that they need a nose tackle of some sort. So... Either they'll add one through free agency, where the you know, like we've mentioned before, the the market is nice for what you're looking mm-hmm. for. Uh, I think safety is still a position that they you know they may end up doing some hunting. Um, you know, again, whenever we talk about safety, I just kind of want to re bring up, and, and I know that this, I, I just want to bring re bring up Donovan Wilson's name. 
you know, because I, I I really view like I'm looking around at what's going on at the at the market, um, uh, and you know I I just think that you can bring in a couple, you can bring in a vet guy, you might be able to draft a guy. I mean, I really like what we saw out of Donovan Wilson last year, and I really feel like what he needed was more snaps more than anything else. Uh, so I, I I would not be surprised if. They, I would actually be happy if they felt better about their starting safety situation than the rest of Cowboys fandom, right? Because I, I do think that if Donovan Wilson can improve the way I think he can improve, and he was a young player too last year, if I remember correctly, uh, I, I think you know there is a chance that him and uh, Woods could be a very good tandem. Uh, and, and maybe that kind of alleviates your need to kind of go out and, and buy a, a pay for a big name free agent or you know draft a, a first or second round safety. Which you know, kind of going back to what they believe, uh, you know, part of sorry, just, just to say this part part of this belief of the change in system might be a, a, a change in focus on priorities for positions that a lot like nose tackle and strong safety i don't i'm starting to wonder now more and more whether that's a marinelli thing or if that isn't also partially a mcclay thing you know um so uh, it'll be interesting yeah, I, was to see. Say, I think that's fair at both those positions yeah that's, because you can look at the way they've treated safety not only in free agency but also also the draft since 2013 i just tweeted about this the other day I think the only safety they drafted inside the top 150 picks over the last, what, seven, eight years is J.J. Wilcox. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the only one. And yeah. they haven't really signed anybody in free agency, right? They haven't made an effort to go out and sign guys, at least not a top guy. And the only one that we've heard they have interest in was Jamal Adams, and that's because that might be the best safety in the league. So I, I, I just think it's somebody in that front office, whether it's Will McClay, Stephen Jones, just doesn't value that safety position. And, and to be even further clear with Adams, the interest stopped as soon as it became about trading for a one-year guy on his fifth fifth year of his you know five-year uh, rookie deal. I mean, the, the, I think the whole reason that there was interest there was obvi- I mean, need, obviously. But beyond that, the fact that he was you were going to get him for relatively cheap considering you're getting one of the best safeties in the league on you know his fourth year of his rookie contract so once that once the money went up and it became oh you're going to have to sign this guy and then re-sign him i think the interest kind of fizzled out for the cowboys again sure. kind of reinforcing the idea that they don't want to invest big money in that spot yeah um i don't anticipate the cowboys signing a safety this week but if we get into you know, late March, early April, and some of these guys are still out there. Maybe we see them jump into that market. I, I'm just going to go through a couple names really quickly, and their ties to Dallas. Uh, ha Ha Clinton Dix was somebody that was with McCarthy mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Demarius Randall was another guy that was drafted uh, when McCarthy was in Green Bay. Von Bell is still a free agent. Uh, Mike Nolan had him in New Orleans. Uh, Clayton Gathers, the the safety from mm-hmm. the Colts. Uh, that's somebody the Cowboys brought in last year, and he opted to stay with the Colts. I mean, that's somebody who is, can play in the box as a strong safety on special teams. I, I just wonder if there would be some interest there. After that, the market gets to be old, and uh, I, I, I mean, I don't really love a lot of the guys out there. Morgan Burnett is somebody who Mike McCarthy had, but he's been cut now in back-to-back years. 
Uh, Anderson Jeho is 32 years old. Obviously, he started his career in Dallas. Once you kind of get to that point, I, I, I just wonder if the Cowboys won't wait until after the draft. Uh, and then at defensive tackle, uh, that market is starting to dry up a little bit. Uh, we saw Andrew Billings sign a pretty cheap deal today, uh, a one-year, $3 million deal. I think Dallas would probably start looking in that uh, range. Um, just a couple of the guys that I wrote down, Damon Harrison, Snacks Harrison is still mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. I I kind of get the feeling that that's probably somebody who signs after the draft. Yeah. He's probably going to want to wait. Uh, Marcel Darius. Uh, how about Don Terry Poe? He's only 29 years old. He was with Carolina last year. Is that somebody that's interesting? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, and then after that, the names get kind of bad. It's it's the guys that are always out in the free agent market that are always available. Your Karan Reed, uh, you know the guys that the Cowboys just kind of cycle through all the time. So, um, of all those guys that I mentioned, is there any one that sticks out to you? I mean, Dante Poe sounds like a guy that you know could potentially be uh, uh, someone that you could be interested in who could at least move the needle. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, exactly you know what his his uh his number looks like i mean if you're looking to spend money on uh on starter level players uh along these lines i think von bell is is an interesting name as a box safety um you know i think understands the it kind of is a nice fit for what for what they're looking for um yeah daniels is still out there yeah i mean uh, you know again i i i think the dominican sue and, uh, I mean, what's he looking for? Because maybe I mean I, don't, I mean like that's the thing is he's he's looking dollars? yeah he might be looking for more money. Well, if he's only looking for four million dollars, then maybe. But I mean, I, okay, I looked this up today. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think is the last year that the Dominican Sue has had more than four sacks? It's been like two or three years, right? Yeah, I think it's been since like 2015. Yeah, I mean he's he gets a lot of attention too, you know. So I don't know. I I, I think. Daniels to me is too similar to what we have in uh, Gerald McCoy and, and Tyron Crawford. I, I I want more of a of a bigger body guy there. I, I think Poe is a guy that I'd be interested in. Maybe some of the other, mm-hmm. maybe snacks at some point later. But outside of that, maybe you wait it till the draft. Doesn't feel like those guys are happening soon, though. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's for sure. late later on in free agency. Definitely, definitely. We'll see. Uh, I mean, maybe the Cowboys will surprise us. I. Listen, the guy that's sitting out there that I still want is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, we'll yep. see. Like Everson Griffin has been brought up as a potential. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know what he wants. That would um, be interesting for sure. Last one. What would be your price point on Jadavion Clowney, where you'd be like, okay, I'm interested now because I know he wants twenty million. I don't think he's getting that from Dallas. But if he brings it down to fifteen, would you be interested at that point? <sighs> I, I'm just very wary, you know, because it's like it, it feels like you're gonna get more, a lot more of this. It feels like he is a lot like uh, uh, De, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, but, I mean, which but, is fine. Like well, yeah, but except I think he's like Demarcus Lawrence with less pass rush prowess. You know, it's like he. I mean, sure, uh, maybe. I I don't I just don't know that he has I don't know that he is as productive as a pass rusher as his money is going to command. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a dominant run defender, and I think he can show up and, and be part of a pass rush. But you know, I'm not I don't know if I want to pay that much money uh, for a guy that 
If I'm paying that much money, I'd rather get a right-end version of that kind of high-end defensive end. So you'd rather pay Robert Quinn at that point? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But maybe but, that's the thing: is you'd, would you rather at the same price? Would you rather have Robert Quinn or Jadavian Clowney? At the same price, I'd rather have Clowney, but I don't think they're gonna be the same price. Probably not. Yes, yeah, yeah. probably not. I, those two guys, Griffin and Clowney, are just. I I, I wonder what they're gonna take. I, it it would not surprise me. If both of those players end up getting one-year deals at a salary maybe lower than what we're all anticipating, because Clowney had three sacks last year, has had off-season groin surgery. Uh, Griffin is 32. Who knows? You, you, you never know with some of those guys. It'll be fascinating to see how their markets play out. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, make sure you guys are following Landon at McCoolBCB. Follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. Continue to give us five-star reviews. We cannot thank you guys enough for those. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.